Breaking news in this week's edition of Farmers Inside Track. We chat exclusively to the CEO of the RSA Group, Yaku Westeisen, about the dramatic COVID-19 shutdown of the Tswane market. We also get a glimpse of the group's alternative trading facility in Midrand, which was put together from scratch in just two days. And in our entrepreneurship slot, Food for Mzanzi's co-founder Ivor Price chats to Lerica de Bois from Agricologist International. With just a few weeks left for Matrix to apply to tertiary institutions, she highlights some of the courses they offer. We are inspired by award-winning cotton farmer Petro Sitole. He says Food for Mzanzi is fast becoming a household name in the agri-industry. And this week we are reading Business Writing for South Africans. It's a fascinating book about everything from business proposal writing to writing the perfect email for work. You definitely don't want to miss our new weekly AMT Fresh Produce Outlook on the Market with agricultural economist Dr. Johnny van der Merwe. He will highlight the latest price movements and expectations for the coming week. And we connect with agriculturalist Lungelo Matenjoa. His business Zontle Asset Management assists smallholder farmers reach their commercial potential. This is Farmers Inside Track. Supported by Food from Zanzi. Inspiration for your business and life. From South Africa's farmers and agripreneurs. Hey South Africa, welcome to episode 32 of Food for Mzanzi's weekly podcast called Farmers Inside Track. My name is Dawn Numdu. I am the editor of South Africa's leading agricultural news and lifestyle publication. And joining me is journalist Duncan Masiwa. Hey Dawn, it's great to join you and our listeners from all over the world again. And as always, I am honored to co-present on the country's leading agricultural podcast. We've got another exciting lineup for you today. Couldn't agree more, Duncan. I'm really excited about today's lineup. But first up, Food for Mzanzi co-founder Ivor Price has some breaking news about an alternative trading facility which has just opened in Midrand, Gauteng. That's correct, Dawn. We just wrapped up with a virtual meeting with the CEO of the RSA Group, Yaku Oosthuizen. And if you have been following the news this week, you'll know that the Tswani Fresh Produce Market shutdown after some employees tested positive for COVID-19. We also know that the Tswani market has been in the news for a few months now, with Agbers at some point warning that it was on the brink of collapse. Anyway, fast forward on to this week and the RSA group suddenly pulls a rabbit out of a hat by opening a brand new alternative facility in Midrand Gauteng from scratch in just two days. But here's what makes it exciting. The 20 fresh produce market has been deep cleaned and is set to open tomorrow morning at 5am. But Yaku tells us that the Midrand facility is here to stay. Yes, the Midrand facility was certainly born out of need in terms of the new COVID economy, but I certainly think that it will stand the test of time and provide an alternative trading platform for producers and buyers. Yaku, during our team's catch-up a little while ago, you also mentioned that it would take at least 750 million rand to rehaul the Tswani market. But it is the second biggest of its kind in Mzansi, obviously meaningful to the fresh produce market. What should be done to reposition the Tswani market? 
To reposition Twani market is going to take considerable effort and certainly there has to be commitment from Twani Council to be able to invest in the infrastructure of that facility and make sure that it competes with the likes of other markets in terms of hygiene, in terms of consignment control, in terms of management of infrastructure, but it's still a very, very important market in South Africa. Thanks for chatting to us. Jakub Oosthuizen, the CEO of the RSA Group, which is the country's leading fresh produce sales organization. Check out the full story on foodformzansi.co.za. Yes, Gotham, ha. You have no idea how much I miss your meals now that Sengi Seres. You know, Nganyami, with grain-filled chickens, it will be like you back home every time we peg. Gampela, ma. Grain-filled chickens. That has been in Fishako on Kelemnyaga. Hey, I want to from now on eat grain-filled chicken. This is on top of my grocery list. Frozen, fresh, and marinated chicken for me to choose from. Outkabanginji. Hey, you may have the same. Secret, but mommy still cooks best. How good am I? Grain-fueled chickens. Quality South African chicken. Bring home the taste. Now on to Lungelo Matendra. His business, Sondle Asset Management, assists smallholder farmers reach their commercial potential. Thanks so much for joining us here on Farmers Inside Track, Lungelo. I'd like to start at the beginning. You grew up in Tlutluwe, a small town in northern KwaZulu-Natal. What are some of your fondest childhood memories? Hello, Dawn. Thank you guys for the Farmers Inside Track podcast. I'm from down in Tlutluwe in KZN. I'd say my fondest childhood memory would be looking after the livestock back home and also just how that is helping me today and just thinking of the th- things that we've done together with, as youngsters whilst looking after cattle on December holidays or whatever school holidays that I had quite a busy childhood back home. Not much holiday and all that stuff, but yeah. After matriculating from Freight Agricultural High School, you wanted to study agricultural economics, but your plans changed somewhat. What happened after matric? I went to agricultural school, cried Landbauer. I must say, yeah, I wanted to study agricultural economics and yeah, obviously that didn't work out because of the maths marks. And I had the opportunity where I could go to Sadara, do a diploma in agriculture. And I'd just seen the amount of the unemployment rate from people that went and done those courses and that were sort of sitting at home and everything. And then I decided no way, don't want to fall into the same trap. So I went and worked. And I worked as a farm worker for two years. At the same school I matriculated from at Fried Land, but I worked on the school farm there. It's quite a small farm, 600 hectares. There was a manager there. Then he just put me to look after the livestock there. I enjoyed that. And then from there, and then I was able to work there around Freyhead for a while. I worked in Freyhead, in fact, for about four years before I left there. Through the Future Farmers Foundation, which provides apprenticeships for young aspiring farmers, you travel to Australia to harness your agribusiness skills. Tell us about this experience. Yeah, I must say, Australia for me was a game changer. It really changed my way of thinking and agricultural management in general. Future Farmers, which I'm thankful for, they actually arranged my internship for me to go do the internship in Australia. And Future Farmers is in Howick and KZN. I must say, Australia, it depends what you want from it. What I wanted to learn in Australia, I'd been in a sort of a a position because I was a junior manager before I left for Australia. 
I'd sort of thought I need to learn more than what I already knew, like just uh, catching animals and inoculating and just running a, like a program and just managing animals and just injecting it. I needed to learn more. And so the one thing I was looking for from Australia was the management style, which I did pick up and also just the way they do things and the way they think. And because I must say they're very proficient and that's the one thing I loved about them. And I think that's the one thing that I picked up from them and just they operate in terms of agriculture and the way of they deal with animals, handle animals. It's, it's amazing. They have so much consideration for the animal itself and how it's treated and all that stuff, which is what I loved. And obviously I learned a lot about livestock trading and marketing and all that there in Australia. So I loved it. And yes, of course, I enjoyed riding the motorbikes there. So that's the one thing. I rode a bike for the first time in Australia, actually. really loved that and I enjoyed it. And I still do ride uh, some bikes now when I get a chance. In 2017, you came back to South Africa to work for Glen Reed Farms, managing the farms between KZN and the Eastern Cape. You were one of the youngest farm managers in the area, managing more than 9,000 livestock. Tell us about this time and what has happened since. When I got back from Australia, I got a very, very good opportunity to be a, a livestock manager for Glen Reed Farms there in Swartberg. I'm very grateful for that opportunity. I learned so much from there and it was just, for me, it was a lot of responsibility, I must say which also just taught so much and also this use the stuff that I learned in Australia at the operation. I was managing 12 farms with about 5,000 head of cattle and 4,000 sheep, as you say now. So around yeah, 9,000 livestock. Quite draining, I must say. It takes up a lot of one's time. But talking about if it's what I had pictured for my life, I would say I was sold a pig in a bag. Being a farm manager can be difficult and it can be challenging and all that, especially for a youngster or a young black manager, if I can say that. It was very hard for me because the monetary value and the amount of work that I was doing. And then also, I just didn't have time to spend with family. I was always at work. The operation was big. I was always at work. And then decided I made a decision last year, August, to resign. Left on good terms. I resigned and uh, decided to start my own company which I'm still operating under now. I'm doing a consultation and trying to help emerging farmers. I'm doing consultation now. I'm not at that farm. Lingelo, you're also passionate about helping small-scale farmers reach their commercial potential by influencing policy. Why is this so important to you and what does the future hold for you? Yeah, I must say I really enjoy what I'm doing now, uh, which is trying to help emerging farmers try to reach their full commercial potential. It can be a bit uh, challenging because most of these guys don't have capital. And those that do have capital, they're the ones that don't want to listen to anyone. It just makes things hard. How I work is I let the farmers come to me. I don't go to them because someone comes to you then it's easier for them to listen and it's easier for you to work with them and all that. If you go to them and then you can end up stepping on some people's toes and all that, then you don't want that. So I'm really enjoying what we're doing now. I think there's a lack of knowledge, a huge lack of knowledge in the farming industry when it comes to emerging farmers. Because you get a farmer with about 50 wieners and then he'll carry those wieners for at least two years and then 
If a wiener is weighing about 200 kg, he can get 7,000 for it. In the first seven to nine months, he can get uh, 7,000 for it. So whereas if he carries it for another two years, which is cost him money and everything, then he can only get 10,000 for it. And then it's not really worth the while. I just love how the people actually just enjoying the relationship that we have. And actually some of them listen. And then they actually start seeing the benefits of some of the stuff that I'm trying to get through to them. I'm enjoying it and changing the policies. I realize it's not the problem. The problem is just the system is there. It's just not working. Thanks so much for your time, Lungelo. We ask all of our farmers two quirky questions. So I hope that you're game. Question one. If you had a choice between two superpowers, being invisible or flying, which would you choose? I love flying, so I think I would pick flying. I think in the next two, three years, I must get myself a private pilot's license. I love planes and just love flying. I'd probably also choose flying. Question two, if you could compare yourself with any animal, which would it be and why? <laughs> a housefly in the union buildings would be ideal just to see and hear what the president and them are discussing in there because yeah it's uh, it would be interesting to hear thanks for joining us lungelo you've really made a name for yourself in this industry and all the best with your new business stay tuned next up food form zanzi co-founder Ivor price chats to lorica dubois from agri colleges international with just a few weeks left for matrix to apply to tertiary institutions, she highlights some of the courses they offer. So Lorica, you head up marketing and recruitment at Agricolleges International. Many of our farmers do not have a basic qualification in agriculture. And to be honest, I can understand why it's a very practical field. How can the one-year program that you guys offer give wings to their businesses and calling? Agricologist International is an online training provider focusing on courses for the agricultural industry. Our courses are developed by subject matter experts in the industry for the industry. Agricologist International will offer students from all walks of life an opportunity to continue their education in all the fields of agriculture and its allied industries in a blended learning environment. This means that learners will be able to access the very latest theory as well as gain hands-on practical experience with remote as well as on-site practicals. While many South African agricultural colleges and high schools are well respected, the quality of the education in recent years has been affected. So many of the content taught has not been updated for a long time. As Agricologists International, we have created all our content by the industry for the industry. Our courses are designed to ensure that students who graduate are equipped with knowledge and skills that are recognized by leading agricultural institutions, commercial farmers and the allied agri-industries. Another limitation for traditional colleges is availability of space. And now that we are in COVID-19, online learning is the way to go. We aim to revolutionize the teaching and training of agri-sciences in South Africa and the rest of Africa. Listen, I know you're a big fan of food from Zanzi and many of the young farmers we, we write about are making quite clever business moves at the moment. And the last thing they can afford right now is to drop their jobs for full-time studies. How is your program tailored for their specific needs, Lorica? Coursework will be presented through mobile devices, tablets, 
laptops, and even your desktop. If you've got connectivity to the internet and the accessibility in South Africa continues to improve on an annual basis, we believe that the internet access will benefit more South Africans than the traditional bricks and mortar learning facilities. Our dedicated course delivery team works with farmers and service providers to establish destinations where students may do their practical work. Agricology's learning platform allows us to monitor and manage each individual student's learning needs, allowing the student to progress at their own pace until the student is comfortable and skilled in the model of the course that they are completing. So when is the next intake and what does it cost and do you have any payment plans available? Students interested in enrolling at Agricologist International can register on our website at agricologist.com or they can contact our admissions office at admissions at agricologist.com. The dates when the next courses will start are listed on our website under each individual course. Students interested to enroll should go to the website to enroll and our admissions team will assist you step by step. Agricologist International aims to offer a variety of short courses in agriculture and related sectors. These courses are designed to upskill learners and although prior experience in the relevant short courses subject areas not a formal entry requirements, those with a basic knowledge of the topic will benefit most. Our short courses provide an ideal platform for sharing experience and professional networking. Currently, Agricologist International offer three introductory short courses, the Introduction to Agribusiness, Animal Production and Plant Production, and five fundamental short courses, Fundamentals of Agribusiness, Avocado Production, Macadamia Production, Maize Production, and the Joys of Life Skills. Our practical assignments and activities are part of every course requirement. It will, however, be possible to complete the remote practicals without having to travel to an official Agricologist International practical destination. Certain courses require the student to attend a practical destination for a short period of time. Currently, we have got payment plans available. On request, send an email to admissions at agricologist.com and we will have the payment plans on our website soon. Currently, the options are as follows. For the introductory courses, the full payment of 3,900 or the payment plan of two payments of 1,950. On the fundamental courses, a full payment of 6,600 or a payment plan of two payments of 3,300. On the national certificate in general agriculture, a full payment of 29,900 or we've got four options available and you can send a request for the option one, two, three to our admissions office, admissions at agricologist.com to arrange a payment plan with our admissions office. Thanks for joining us, Lerika Dubois. Now, one of the trending stories on Food from Zanzi is about award-winning cotton farmer Petrus Sitole. He says Food for Mzanze is fast becoming a household name in the agri-industry and being featured on the publication was great. My name is Petros Sitole. I believe that being featured on Food for Mzanze is a great, great thing because Food for Mzanze is a publication which is fast becoming a household name which is a new kid on the block but being a giant as it arrives. So you can't just be featured there if there is no story behind. So I believe that it's a great thing to be featured on Food from Zanzi. 
Thanks for the inspiration, Petro Sitole. We feel honored to have told your story. For more daily inspirational stories about the farmers and agriculturalists who go above and beyond to feed South Africa, stay tuned to www.foodformzanzi.co.za or simply follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Life in South Africa can be a lot. I mean, scroll through Twitter for a minute and tell me I'm wrong. Thank God for South Africans though, right? We're inspiring and even on the bad days, we fight back with a smile. That's why I love Food Form Zanzi so much. They're not ashamed to celebrate the ordinary unsung heroes who work every day to put food on our nation's tables. Go to foodformzanzi.co.za and never miss an inspiring story. Now for that promised book review on business writing for South Africans by Bitty Fulyun Smook, Johan Gjaldenes and Vienna Kutsia. It's a fascinating book about everything from business proposal writing to writing the perfect email for work. We cross over now to Food from Zanzi's co-founder Iva Price for this insert. Thanks, Duncan. We're talking about a brand new book called Business Writing for South Africans, and that includes agripreneurs. So it's simple. If you are like me, you probably ever wondered, how should I be writing a business proposal? How do I take minutes? When should a work email be formal? When should it be chatty? Communicating in a clear, concise manner is a key aspect of professionalism and good business practice. And yet many South African entrepreneurs are not trained to do this and I understand why. It leads to a lot of confusion, it leads to lost hours and affects how people view your ability to do your job. So business writing for South Africans is an absolute must-have for every South African entrepreneur, agripreneur. It will guide you in all aspects of, of workplace writing, business writing, and it will help you present yourself in an excellent, effective way. Thanks, Iva. And from our book of the week to this week's AMT Fresh Produce Outlook on the Markets, here's Dr. Johnny van der Merwe, an agricultural economist at the Northwest University. Thank you very much, Dawn and Duncan. Proud to be associated with this excellent platform. And this is your weekly AMT Fresh Produce Outlook on the Markets, made possible by Standard Bank. To stay up to date with the latest prices and news, please subscribe to the AMT YouTube page and also follow us on Facebook. But let's jump straight into the latest vegetable prices the past week. The potato price increased by 12% week on week to 33.50 per 10 kilogram bag with the limited volumes delivered on the markets currently the main driver at the moment. Week on week, the potato volumes decreased by 29% due to certain regions that finished production, as well as the shorter week that we experienced last week. Overall, good quality is also assisting the average price at the moment. The hope is that the opening of restaurants will gradually assist demand and also prices over the next few weeks. 
The tomato price decreased by 6% last week to 5 rand 96 per kilogram. But due to the colder weather, we are seeing lower volumes currently delivered on the markets, which can support prices to move upwards over the coming week. The carrot price continued its downward trend, decreasing by 5% to 3 rand 67 per kilogram, while the latest onion price also decreased by 5% to 4 rand 77. The general expectation is that the onion price and onion volumes may stay stable over the short term with some price support coming from restaurants soon. Other vegetable prices traded as follows. Cabbages on 2.65, garlic on 88.88 per kilogram, spinach on 4.01 per kilogram, sweet potatoes on 2.91 and peppers on 11.60 per kilogram. In general, demand is looking better on the markets at the moment, especially considering the gradual, gradual positive impact that the demand from restaurants can have. However, pressure on consumers' disposable income remains a big concern over the medium term. The colder weather as well as the shorter week last week resulted in slightly lower fruit volumes on the markets. However, demand remains limited and resulted in the banana price to come under further pressure, decreasing by 15% to 6 rand and 7 cents per kilogram last week. The colder weather also negatively impacted the, banana, the banana's quality and can result in the average price to decrease further this week. The latest apple price traded 3% higher on 6 rand 70 per kilogram, with the pear price increasing by 16 percent to 684 per kilogram. The orange price also decreased um, by 8% week on week to 327 per kilogram with limited demand the current um, main driving force at the moment. The AVO price stayed strong increasing by 3% to 12.21 per kilogram and although the uh, pineapple price continued to decrease last week uh, trading on 8.17 per kilogram it is still 83% higher compared to a year ago. Other fruit prices traded as follows. Grapes on 52.71, peaches on 6.47 and the latest lemon price on 4.14 per kilogram. To stay up to date with the latest prices and news in the fresh produce markets of South Africa, please subscribe to the AMT YouTube page and also follow us on Facebook. This broadcast was of course made possible by Standard Bank. Back to you Don and Duncan. Thank you to Dr. Johnny van der Merwe who brought us this week's AMT Fresh Produce Outlook. For more information, go to amtrends.co.za. Dawn, it looks like that's a wrap for this week then. Remember, if you love the podcast, please, please share it with your friends, family members and fellow farmers. That brings us to the end of this week's podcast. Please stay safe out there and follow Food for Mzanzi's COVID-19 support page for the latest information. From me, Dornumdu. And from me, Duncan Masua, and the rest of the Food for Mzanzi team. Have a great week. Ciao. You've been listening to the Farmers Inside Track podcast, supported by Food for Mzanzi. For more information, find us on www.farmersinsidetrack.co.za.